0: Man, thank you very much for coming on the show, man. It's an absolute pleasure to have you here, buddy. No, awesome to be here, guys. It's uh, it's very, very cool. And, uh, you know, kind of chatting, chatting previously, I haven't really had the opportunity to speak to to, to someone like yourself who is, is doing what it's, it's, it's beyond insanity, really, when you think about it, the fucking numbers that you're pulling from the disabled athlete side of things. And I'm so, 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 so excited to get into... You, your mindset, how you got involved with this, what this really means to you, man. Because with the numbers that you're pulling and and the kind of ground that you're breaking, it's actually really, really interesting to see someone in this scene help grow and expand the scene to to, to the extent that you have done. Do you know what I mean? Like, and that is one hundred percent praise to you, mate. Because I think you know, and I've heard you speak about it a couple of times before from From the disabled side of things, it's actually it's been very tough to get the sponsorship, to get the money, to get the growth, to get the scale up. You know, let's let's face it, strongman still isn't isn't incredibly huge. It's still quite niche. Obviously, the pay packets for, for for the able-bodied athletes is getting much much bigger, but still, you know, the females were were behind there, and so were you guys. And it's really nice to see now that actually finally after the after this decent amount of time there's some fucking money going into it which is absolutely brilliant to see so i want you to kind of touch upon that mate how have you found found the the whole scaling process obviously starting at the very beginning you know not being able to access the kit that you're able to get a hold of every single day now the kind of the the Turmoil you've had to go through to actually get around to be able to train everything you need to do to get to the standard that you're in now where you're actually being able to bring in some money from some of these events and actually start to hopefully make a decent living off of off of the sport
1: yeah it's um, it's a hard one uh, I think disabled sport across the board it, it is very um, underpaid and underfunded um, and then yeah when I, when I got into strongman, it was still very much a very new sport, the disabled side of it. Um, I think they'd only gone for seven years or something before me, but it's been on a much lower scale. And uh, it was it was just getting scaled up when I when I got in there. And um, my my plan for the last three years is is to be raise the profile of the sport, to get it up, you know, for people to open their eyes and see, you know, these guys can just lift us just just as much as the able body. Yeah, they have to do it in a different way, so it's not conventionally the same as what they do. Um, but you know we're still busting our guts lifting big weights as well um and, and i think that's that's what i've been working towards you know we've got we've got a fantastic group of people in the sport now and and we're all working together to try and get a bit more exposure to get sponsors in and stuff like that just to make it you know like get it up onto this stage where where it deserves to be
0: yeah 100% and i guess when you're in the position that you're in you know where you are in that top end you're you're probably going to find that you're going to be surrounded with you know, you could probably say, like, this: there's similar sort of competitors at at each event, there are probably guys, there aren't tons of guys that are just fucking breaking through the ranks, because again, there isn't that awareness, you you know, you're holding kind of top five, top ten spots quite regularly, right, so I think for you guys as well, it's, it's nice because again like you look on the able body side of things and yeah there is you know there is a lot of camaraderie there but for what you guys are having to do now is that you guys are actually really trying to break these boundaries now and as a collective group of individuals you're actually trying to do something much larger than than you know just getting a first place or whatever as a group you guys are actually trying to raise the awareness of the sport do you find that that, that that's kind of something that's actually as much as you're in competition together has brought you guys even closer together
1: Um, Well, if I've got to be completely honest, I think disabled sport in general is a a, a closer-knit community. Um, You know, um, in able-bodied sports, you get quite a lot of rivalries. And and don't get me wrong, we do get that in the disabled side, Um, but, but it doesn't seem to be as often. And, you know, when I go into a competition, I don't want to go and deadlift and then the next person not be able to deadlift, you know, a quarter of what I'm doing. Yeah. So I'm cheering him on because I want, I'm, I'm pushing him as well. To, and he's pushing me at the same time. And um, so I think, you know, we always have meals together before comps, after comps, uh, and, and, you know, we're, we're a lot more close knitted than say the able-bodied lot. Are. We spend a lot more time together. Um, you know, just going into a competition for a disabled guy can be a lot different for the able-bodied lot, you know, the able-bodied lot know what they're doing. Um, so, if we get an event put forward to us, we might have two people in our category that, because of their disability, won't be able to do that event at all. So then we have to go back to the drawing board and go, right, this is, you know, how can we make this the fairest so everybody has the opportunity to, to compete? So, yeah, it, it, you know, we do work a lot closer together. So I think that's what ties us
0: that's quite amazing that's quite amazing just in terms of that you know the extra legs of organization that that you've got to go through there to to actually get this thing up on its feet and moving is 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 quite incredible so uh it's i mean it's 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 interesting you say that and it's going to be one of the points that i bring up is that you know from people that i've spoken to before and people that haven't spoken to on the podcast that won't be mentioning their names uh (laughs) that have said that, you know, especially some of these higher-end competition, and it's been mentioned before, like, World's Strongest Man previously has shown that the organisation of these events has been pretty dreadful in terms of, like, not letting athletes know weights, not letting them know what the actual fucking events are going to be, like, a week before the competition. Do you feel that you guys, obviously, where you have this back and forth, is that you have this almost democratic relationship with, with the events and the organisation side of things rather than that hierarchy of like World's Strongest Man where it's like, okay, we're, we're going to let them get on with it. Whereas you guys are like, well, we can't do that because we need this team input to get this thing moving faster.
1: Yeah, you know, it, it isn't such a straightforward thing like the able-bodied, you know, they, they, they can have the, manage, the manager of World's Strongest Man say, this is the events, like, that's what you're doing. Um, obviously, sometimes that won't fit into the disabled side because we don't want to exclude anyone from the competition just because of their disability. We would much rather find a different path to go down so we could all compete at the same sort of level.
0: Which is brilliant. <clears throat> uh.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, it's, it, it's, important. it's important to get new athletes in. If you're seen to be going to events and people are, are going up and not doing one rep because they can't do it, no one's going to... Look at that and go. You know what? I quite fancy giving that a go. They're going to think, oh, this is this 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 don't look good at all. Like that that the bloke's being left out. Yeah. Um, so so yeah. And um, we are quite lucky as well that our founder, well our our two main founders, uh, Arna and Magnus uh, Magnuson. And um, so obviously Magnus knows what he's doing. Ar- Arn has been in strongman for a long time as well. Uh, he also knows what he's doing. And um, so what would normally happen is they'd come to us with events and tell us what they're proposing. Um, you know, if, if that all goes well and works, we go, yeah. Uh, and then we'll go into discussing the weights. Um, obviously I'm always trying to push the weight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm probably one of the few going, let's go over Let's go over yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but at the same time, I don't want to go too heavy that no one, no one can't do the exercise. So, the question
0: is, has has any of the party managed to convince them to not put a max reps deadlift in there for you to win? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, so, uh, well, we've, we've actually, uh, apparently, we've got a new German guy that's coming into the sport that's uh, quite tasty in the seat the deadlift as well. So,
0: Ooh.
1: Um, a bit of competition on the, on the horizon. Which, well, I'm um,
0: forward to i was listening to uh to mark bell's podcast with you on not too long ago and i remember you 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 guys were discussing and it was something like obviously the 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 jumps are so crazy but like you're like 60 70 80 kilos ahead of some of these guys on on these events and it's like do between first and second that's a big fucking jump yeah yeah um so i to be honest, I don't
1: really know why I'm so good at deadlift. I kind of just found it, and it was, my, you know, my niche. That was the thing I was naturally good at. Um, and uh, so I still really haven't found my uh, my peak yet. Um, you know, even when I did the 550 at the start of the year, you know, as soon as I put that bar down, I went, shit, I could have done more. <laughs> because I, I didn't realize, you know, like, Obviously the crowd gives you gives you adrenaline and stuff, but I, I just didn't quite realise just how much of a push that was, and, right. and you know when up I was like I could done more, I could have done more. Yeah. Um, and, and before before my uh, attempt, um, one, one of the uh, one of the guys backstage was saying, look, do you want to go just do a little bit less to make sure you've got the world record? And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not I'm not half-hearted if I'm going. If I said I'm doing something. I'm doing
0: it. <laughs> yeah, but how stupid must he have looked when way he just looks across the yeah, stage and but, you just literally just yank it off the floor and everyone's like,
1: Yeah! Oh my you know, god! It, it it was in the best. He meant the best saying. It yeah, yeah, of, yeah. But but yeah, that's that's not me. Like you know,
0: <laughs> and a good thing too. Like I, I think yeah. that's the thing, isn't it? It's like the you. I don't feel like you can teach that. Kind of behaviour, do you know what I mean? Like, I think, and I again, the more people that I've spoken to, especially the, the top end athletes like yourself, is that the more you kind of get into the the kind of head head side of things, it's like, yeah, everyone kind of has to have that where they can just flick that switch and it's like, right, go time, baby. Here it is. It's like do or die. Like it's either coming off the floor or like I'm just crushing my spine into powder. Like <laughs> yeah.
1: that's pretty much you know that's pretty much what I do. Um... I'm fully aware. At some point, I'll, I'll hit that peak, and my body will say no. And and then at that point, that's when I'll go. Okay, I've done what I can do. Um. So so yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we're still going to see. Now, are record.
0: you are you reaching out with anyone else? That's kind of because you know the, the the numbers that you're pulling are superhuman. They're fucking crazy. They are insane. Um. Like I, I don't care what anyone says. They are incredible numbers. And just being under that load creates a lot of stress and a lot of uh, turmoil for your body and I know you've spoken about it before kind of especially with like the first time with the 500 and the couple lifts after that way you know it really is taking so much out of your body like your vision's getting fucked up you're, you're getting really <laughs> yeah. nauseous it's getting weird it's getting super trippy like full-on LSD time like th- that in itself is really really tough to handle but to keep on going back and doing that over and over again uh, are you reaching out are you working with anyone that's kind of been in this same sort of boat where they've you know they've been under this load like eddie has done and has kind of talked about it previously and been like this is kind of how the best way i've found to handle all of this and the compression and the stress and the blood pressure and all that shit
1: yeah you know um so Eddie was out at the Arnold's at the start of the year. He actually judged my, my 550. Yeah. Um, um, We've we spoke a few times as well and you know, he's pointed out a few things. Big, Big Lars uh, also pointed out a few things. I spoke to him quite a bit. Um, but but the, one of the issues I have in, in the way I do the deadlift is I am the authority on it at the moment because there's nobody near me, officially yeah. near me to to say otherwise you know i've never seen anybody come away with a with the blood, bloodshot eyes or, or fuzzy or any of that because they're just not at that level um so it, you know we've got to take it as it comes really and deals deal with it at, at, at a time Um you know it is it is it's a bit of a weird feeling after after you've left and you have vision's blurry and stuff but but you know what it almost feels like you're paying for what you've done so it's almost quite a nice feeling i know it sounds completely
0: messed up it's like a give and take
1: yeah 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 definitely you know you've got to expect your body to kick back if if you're doing crazy things like that um and yeah you know um recovery afterwards is really important um, so it's about, you know, getting your calories on, going to your, your chiropractors, get your massage, um, you know, all, all this sort of stuff, lots of rest. And, and yeah, it's just about managing it really.
0: And now it's interesting because, you know, you, you, you've been in the sport now, what, you're coming up six years? No, 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 less than that. Five? five?
1: Five, five, yeah, coming up five.
0: Yeah, so um, like in the grand scheme of things for a sport, like not been in it a, a crazy amount of time. Like you've done I'll say again insane superhuman shit in a very short space of time, which is which is yeah. very very crazy, but obviously like. There's a lot of longevity here. Do you know what I mean? Like, if if you want to you can potentially carry this on. You know, we look at some of the guys now, especially with the the research that's being done and the supplements that are on the market and whatever that are being able to lift a lot, lot longer into their lifetime, a lot longer than we thought we were going to be able to at this stage. Yeah, Yeah, like how are you? How are you pacing yourself? Because it's very, very hard. You obviously got this, like right, we can just smack the fucking backside out of it and we can get some crazy ridiculous things done in this space of time or we can go at like 90%, 85% and maybe squeeze five more years out or etc., etc. How How are you going into this? Is it like a just till the wall, wheels come off kind of shit or what?
1: Pretty much. I pretty much said, you know, once I stop enjoying it or once my body says you've done too much, that's when I walk away. But... Um, uh, I enjoy what I'm doing. I, you know, I, I was lucky that coming into the sport. I was before that I was doing powerlifting and stuff, so I already had, you know, the base strength there. And yeah. um, it was more just taking on the technical side and stuff. Um, but but yeah, soon you know, if I get injured to a, a, a crazy level, then I'll say enough is enough. Um, but but I really want to uh, set some world records that will be my legacies that will last after I've stopped yeah. you know yeah. I, I don't want I don't want a world record which in two weeks someone's going to beat <laughs> yeah and um, so yeah you know I'm just going to keep pushing my body and, and, and find out what the limits are because I think there's still quite a bit more in me that can come out
0: yeah well it's really interesting that you you bring that up obviously like things have have, have grown quite well quite exponentially anyway. especially when you look at the top end especially with the able body guys which is the thing I find really really interesting is that you know, guys, especially up to like 500 or getting up to like the high 400s, just climbing up like 10 kilos in a year is like a fucking good year. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. so, so to start coming and doing the kind of things that you're doing where we're taking records up and moving numbers up by like 15, 20, 25, 30, 35 kilos, 45 kilos, that's unheard of, dude. Like, do you feel like there's more of that exponential growth or do you feel like you're at that i don't want to call it plateau but you've started to slow down that acceleration line and you're starting to kind of cruise out a little bit more
1: i think there's still another big jump in me um yeah. which we'll find i've out. heard
0: you talk about the 600 i've heard you talk about the 600 and i wanted to talk I'll, about I'll, it but
1: i think that that jumps in me um <laughs> uh I've got to get back up to fitness. So, obviously, over lockdown, I, uh, I've been, my gyms were closed. I couldn't get to a gym. So, uh, yeah, I lost quite a bit of muscle uh, and a bit of size. Um, but got my own gym in the garden now. Um, it's all kitted out with my sponsors' stuff. Um, so, I've got somewhere to train really focused. I've got enough weight in there to, to train deadlift, which was another problem finding gyms that had the, the, enough, the, the amount of plates I need to train. <laughs>
0: Um, well, the amount of place that you need to train and actually someone else be able to load a fucking barbell somewhere in the gym. Like there's just everyone with yeah. empty barbells just looking at you yeah. repping out like, motherfucker. So
1: so it was crazy. Uh, at the, so I used to go to a military gym because I'm ex-military yeah. um, and it's on the first floor. Um, so they're only allowed a certain amount of plates. So when I was benching on bench day on Monday, Nobody else in the gym could use any other plate when I was benching because I had all the plates on, and it was crazy. Like, I'm trying to get these sets done as fast as I can because I feel jacked. Because everyone's like, Where's the plates?
0: <laughs> Don't worry, guys, I got like five more sets. It's okay, <laughs> that is absolutely absurd. So, it's uh I think it's interesting, I've spoken to a couple of people kind of throughout the, the whole COVID thing, and lockdown, and people have kind of come at it from from different angles and some have said, you know, it's it's actually been kind of a bit of a blessing in disguise for their body to, to take a little bit of a rest and actually recover a little bit more. Some people have obviously gone down the other road, which, you know, you have as well, where it's like, okay, I can't get to a gym, so we'll bring the fucking gym to home and has, have gone about it that way. So, obviously, the first half of lockdown, you didn't have any of your gym stuff, did you? This is this has been quite a recent development.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, it was, um, yeah, it weren't, weren't the best, really. So, we got back from the States in March after after winning the Arnold's, um, and I was like, right, I'm going to have a couple of weeks off now because what you should normally do after a big comp. Well, that couple of weeks ended and lockdown kicked in, so it went on for months and months. And uh, oh, it was nice. It was nice to have a bit of time off to spend a bit of time with the family, just you know, just to get away from that side of things. But not the amount of time that I have spent off uh, far too long. Um, then we, you know, we've had issues getting gardeners in, getting the kitchen sent over from Germany. You know, all this has been a challenge through lockdown. So, but, but yeah, finally, you know, it's been up for about a month. Well, it's been ready for about a month now. So, so yeah, training's back on definitely.
0: So, and it's obviously interesting when you've been in that, you know, environment before where you are surrounded by a lot of people, and again, especially being like ex-military and stuff, you know, you're used used to being in those large groups, doing those workouts together and being in the gym in that environment. Then going from that to being like, okay, right, so now it's, I've got to fucking get myself to the end of the garden, I've got to get in there, I've got to get motivated, and I've got to lift all that shit that I would usually do with all of my mates about and chatting shit and having a good time and doing whatever. How have you found that change of environment for you mentally?
1: So since getting into Strongman, I've actually done a lot of the training on my own um, because I train middle of the day when the gym is nice and quiet. Yeah. Um, so so sol- I've actually found I can go harder and heavier on my own because I push myself more, whereas if you're training with someone, you're waiting for a bench or changing plates up and down and then before you know you've been in there five hours and you're going to go half your workout done um so so that side of things hasn't really affected me um obviously when i go heavy i normally need someone to spot me uh so that's an issue but i can always tailor that around when people are around to help you know in in the evenings say then i can have someone come in and spot me you know if i just want to go heavy for a few a, you know, a few sessions. Um, but, but in the daytime, I'm quite happy down there on my own, blasting me music out and just getting it done, getting the work in. Yeah.
0: Just having a good time. So are you, are you someone obviously like when you can't train every single day because you're, you know, because of lockdown and whatever, then when you're given that opportunity, are you finding now that you're just like wanting to train all the time? Are you training like six, seven days a week? Are you trying to be smart with it again? Are you starting to build up your program? What are you doing with your training now?
1: Yeah, so, well, let's go back about two months ago. I had um, some back surgery done. Yeah. Um, so I knew coming back into training wasn't going to be easy. Right? It wasn't going to be tr- easy without the surgery because of the amount of time I had off, let alone with the surgery. So, uh, you know, I, I basically sat myself down. I looked at it in a, in a more responsible way and I said, look, you've got to do this clever, or else you're just going to mess yourself up. And I've done it before, you know, I've rushed back from an injury. Um, where I've gone, you know, the doctor doesn't know anything, I know, I know better than me, and it's my body, and I've gone in there, and I've made the injury worse. Um, so, obviously, I, I, didn't, I didn't want to do that. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, I've, I've basically just gone quite light weights, um, shortened the sessions down, not, not so many sessions a week. I'm doing, like, four or five sessions a week, um, and, and we're, not, we're not big, long sessions at the moment, but, but we're at the stage now where we're starting to add a little bit of weight and add a little bit more time. So we're building them up slowly and, and yeah,
0: and just conditioning your body now. Obviously, you had it was the like, was it the like, it wasn't fusing of the nerve endings, it was like the, you basically had like your nerve endings fried off, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah,
1: we just burn the nerve endings off. It. Yeah. You know, it's not a major operation. Um, so...
0: well, uh, dude, you know well, anything with your well, spine's yeah. kind of important, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, in context, brother, <laughs> fucking hell, you're, you're talking to me. You know, about... <laughs> Like
1: hundreds of operations so you're like
0: oh dude surgery in your spine it's no big deal yeah. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> that's yeah that's no, it is. <laughs> <on>. <laughs> Jesus so I uh it was about was it about this time last year you did your tricep as well um tricep Why well, did I do my tricep because it wasn't crazy long ago was it it was I in like the did last tricep at
1: the uh at the gym it's called at the gym yeah yeah Raw uh, atx raw competition um i was doing a school crusher and it just went yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah. I, but, I, but, I remember that. that
1: was um, that healed really fast um i wasn't expecting it to um but you know it went purple it looked bad
0: yeah uh, i remember seeing the photo on your instagram <laughs>
1: yeah yeah um but within the space of what two weeks i was training again i wasn't loading up as much um, but I couldn't believe it how fast it healed like you know I, I tore my pec um, last year start of the year in Canada doing a deadlift now you see that took a long time to heal um, and that wasn't a very big tear either that was only a little tear but it took so long to heal and even now at the end of a chest session I can feel it pinching still
0: you're aware um, of it,
1: yeah. But, but yeah the tricep like you know my, it's brilliant for me because I can put confidence back into it and that's you know that—that's ninety-nine percent of the game. Having confidence in your muscles. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I was so surprised when that came back quick.
0: Yeah, that, that I mean, and again, it's it's that whole thing of you know having to take usually that step back, regress in your training, start to build it back up again, and it's that whole thing where you're like you're you, you yeah. hit, hit peak for a few weeks and then it's like right back down to the beginning again and you know that is yeah. really I think it's actually quite easy to get into that routine especially you see it with a lot of, of, of the stronger guys now and you probably see it from your side of things yeah. quite a lot too it's like okay when is enough enough to say right motherfucker take a step back let's just look at everything get this shit straight and then we'll go forward yeah it's,
1: it's, such, a, it's such a hard subject to, to approach yourself with because obviously you don't want to step back that's the last thing you want to do as a strong man you know you want to keep pushing keep pushing grin grin and bear it uh, but, but then at some point you know um, intelligently you have to make that decision and go you know what if I carry on like this I'm gonna be really screwed so time to wind it down do a bit and build it up again
0: so when are you expecting for that to happen for you? <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> i don't think it i don't think it ever is is it <laughs> okay i love that you're like yeah just come come back from spinal surgery this surgery that surgery yeah I'll pull 600 yeah fuck it why not let's go i like that <laughs>
1: yeah you know why, why not hey eh? <laughs> yeah
0: exactly you got one life you got to do something crazy with it right yeah, exactly exactly um you know i've always said that that
1: i'm not one of these people um, in the sport, just to be a part of the sport, I'm, I'm there to challenge, I'm there to, to push boundaries, I'm there to win events, um, and that's that's gone throughout all of my sports that I've done. You know, I did a lot of sports building up to strongman, um, you know, powerlifting, I set Victor's Games records in the powerlifting. Um, I was three-time British indoor own champ. I was a disabled water skiing instructor. All of those things, you know, I've, I don't just want to be in them. I want to be up there. and and, you know you i'm a driven person in that in that respect and and stubborn you know i don't want to lose i don't i can't i couldn't be happy going oh well i gave it a go (laughs) you know if if i if i went in and said yeah i gave it a go but i gave everything and i still came last then fair enough but but yeah i'm not in it just to be in it
0: yeah yeah and again i think that's that's going back to that whole kind of that inbuilt nature, do you know, what I mean, like you, you have to have that hunger, and I think it's something that is seen among world record holders around the the, the globe. You know, it doesn't matter where they come from; it's that. You know, <laughs> I hate to say, it, but it's like it's almost it's never enough. Like, no, uh, like yeah. it's it's. I think it's both a blessing and a curse. Like, because I, I, I also feel that as well. Like, no matter what I've done, like I've always wanted to to, to be the best at it. So when I compete now and, you know, I'm nowhere close to, to, to where you guys are. Um, but in every competition that I've done, it's the whole thing of, I'm either going to fucking die doing this or I'm going to win, or if I get both then it is what it is. But, I I just couldn't think of anything worse than coming in second, and I say it out loud, and it sounds disgusting, and I hate myself for it. But then also, like as soon, as soon as that first event happens, man, it's like I'm a different person. It's like I'm someone's possessed my body, and it's like I don't care about anything else anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's definitely crazy. You know, the last thing I should have been thinking when I put that bar down at 550 is I can go more. That's the last. Yeah. Thing I've been thinking. But it was the first thing that came to me. I was like, I <laughs> um, and, and yeah, you know, like every event that, that maybe I've, I've messed up on or missed a rep and I've gone, could have done more than that. <laughs> um, and and it, is, it is that drive. It comes with, you know, people have either got it or they haven't. Um, and, and, and like you say, it's the guys that are breaking the records and stuff, the ones that have got that drive.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, I th- I think it's it you know it is it's very very aspirational to for, for a lot of people to see that the hunger and drive and the passion and motivation that that you have, and I think that there are a lot of people that would pay to to have that shit bottled up so that they could take some. <laughs> but I just I don't think it. I don't think a lot of people are made the same way that that you are. Do you know what I mean? I th- well, I think that's quite evident. Otherwise, we'd probably see a few more people a little bit closer to that fucking five fifty. But yeah, hey, hey. Yeah. Hey, hey maybe maybe they'll come out of the woodwork soon we don't know we don't know we're still about the yeah. guy Germany so it's uh it's interesting obviously you've grown in terms of in your influence uh, across social media especially with with the growth of your feats of strength and you know your your social media presence is is ever growing now and more and more people are hearing about the crazy shit that you're doing um and, and are kind of getting in touch now obviously you You tick a lot of boxes for a lot of different people in terms of like what you've done, where you've come from, your background, your military service, everything that you've suffered through with your p t s d with what you're doing with your your life and pushing things forward and I think that's really amazing, but again, I don't think you know there's nothing really ever in life that will prepare you for being in the position that you're in now and having you know the capability to have fucking hundreds of people at a moment's notice just pick up their phone and be like. Hey man, really struggling with this, like I'm so you're so incredible, like da, 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 da. and you just being bombarded with this shit on a daily basis. Like that's that's tough for people. People don't understand that sort of things that obviously, like, when you have all these eyes watching you and people depend upon you as well, it, it probably gets quite overwhelming for you as well. So, how have you found like your growth, if you will, as a person as your social media influence has kind of grown as well?
1: Yeah, so um probably Um, so before, before Strongman, when I was doing the Invictus games, um, you know, mentally, when I started that process, I wasn't in a very good place mentally. I was struggling quite a bit. I had a little, a lot of uh, social anxiety. Didn't like going into big groups and stuff. And, um, well, I finally got into Invictus and, and, and that was slightly easier because it's a military family again. So it's something familiar to me that I already knew. Um. But, Yeah, moving across to strongman was that was one of my fears. Is you know we're going to be in competitions and there's going to be thousands of people there. Um, and and you know what, the first couple of comps that went to where where you know I was flapping quite a bit and it, it was quite rough. And but I think talking to people and and you know like everyone's so nice to you. Um, you know everyone there. You know they want to. Say hello. We want to ask you about your story and, and, and stuff like that. Um, so that helps out, and, and yeah. So the whole process has actually made me come out of my shell a lot more. Um, and then, yeah, social media um, <clears throat> was was something that you kind of need as a sportsman these days. You know, for your sponsors and stuff. You know. We don't really care who you are. They want to know how many followers you
0: got. <laughs> yeah. Which is fucking sad in its own right. But yeah
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's, you know, they, they want to target the biggest audience to get that. Um, uh, but, but yeah, then I started getting inundated with, with, you know, like guys, you know, quite a lot of disabled guys saying, you know, um, well, I've been watching your videos and because of you, I've took myself back to the gym. And yeah, it is, it is a crazy feeling. You, to, to think that I've actually helped someone get off their ass and do something. Um, and I've always said in, in all of my videos, you know, like if you do one thing, make sure it's sport because it'll make you feel better. You know, it doesn't matter if it's playing tiddlywinks or doing strongman, you know, uh, you, you are going to feel better at the end of it, no, ma- no matter what. Um, and, yeah, you know, I've always said the power of sport and that, and that really has helped me out with, with my mental state and where I was at the time and to where I am now. So it's nice to get these messages. Um, you know, like it, it, it still feels a bit weird saying like people saying, Oh, you're my inspiration. and that Cause I don't feel like it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, like doing what I like doing, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and I'm like, you know, thanks very much for the message, but you know, I'm just, I'm just doing what I love doing. Um, and 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 that's it. Uh so so it's really nice to get those messages, but it's still quite quite strange at the same time.
0: Yeah, completely surreal. I, I and again it's 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 one of those things, especially where like you've not necessarily ever like met this person, like like you don't have that material connection with them that you're like, Oh yeah, like I I remember you from this expo or whatever. It's just it's a face on a screen that's just saying all this sort of stuff and it's like it, it is very, very overwhelming because you're like well, oh, I don't even fucking know this person. And for them, yeah. I'm like a pivotal point in their life. And I've helped change them around. And I haven't done anything apart from just be me. Like yeah. that that's a strange, strange feeling. But I think it's infectious, dude. Do you know what I mean? Like I think people, people that are passionate about whatever the fuck it is that they do, it doesn't matter if it's hunting or fucking making candles or lifting weights or doing whatever. When people see that those people have that passion like it's evident you do with the hunger that you have like I think that just becomes infectious and you want to be a part of that and you want to follow the story and you want to see the journey and you want to see them adapt and evolve and I think that's been quite prevalent in everything that, that you've done and again I think it's great because you're also on that side of things where you're like hey guys like Here's the fucking table. I'm laying it out for you. Like, this is exactly how it is. This is how I'm feeling. This is the shit that's going on. Like, And a lot of people from the actual social influencer side of things, which I fucking hate, They like, you don't get that, do you know what I mean? Like, you don't get that genuine connection. And when people get that, you're like, this is a real motherfucker. I want to buy into this guy. And I think you can see that, do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. um, Yeah, like, you know... You know, even people I follow, follow um, you know, that, that I don't know, is I'm following them because they've got an interesting story or an interesting background or or, or driven, you know, in whatever they're doing. So I, I, you know, I do see where you're coming from with that. Um, and yeah, I've, I've just been, you know, I, I feel very blessed that, although I haven't been in the sport for a long time, I've I've now got quite a big fan base uh you know i've got people that that i'll go i'll go to the service station and they'll be like that's tight dude that's tight and, and they'll come over and get a picture with me you know i was chatting I was i was doing my mobile phone um renewal the other day and he was like are you are you the martin Ty from youtube and i was like well i don't know there's probably more mike more was like, <laughs> i was like yeah that's me mate. <laughs> um so so yeah it, it, you know it, it is kind of
0: cool yeah yeah I, I i can imagine that again it's just it's that that shock to reality that probably when you first started this like as hungry as you were for it you you know i don't think a lot of people ever expect this side of things you know what i mean like and especially yeah. you seem like the kind of guy and obviously don't let me speak for you here but you didn't come into this sport for like the fame or the money or the attention you came into like because you fucking you like you liked it and you just wanted to do more of it right yeah yeah so certainly no not the money or the fame <laughs> yeah like because guess what there wasn't any there yeah. there was nothing so you can't have come from that but again i think that yeah. that adds another like fucking string onto that humble bow that you've got because it's like this is all you've learned this is all you've known like just carrying that forward that i think you know it it especially when that growth is there and people get that attention, they get that fame. And it's like, they get that first little like shot into the veins of like, Oh my God, look at this attention. Like, bro, it does change people a hundred percent. It does. And I think it's, it's nice to see like people like yourself who have remained so humble through it all because that's, that's just you as a human being. And again, I think you can kind of, that comes across in a lot of the shit that you do. There's a lot of fake people out there. Unfortunately, man, there's a lot of fake people. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, <your> are,
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. 100. percent. So I think it's 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 very very interesting moving forward for you. Obviously, with with everything that you've got going on now, the fact that everything's changed around in terms of you're doing your bits and pieces from home now. We're seeing more and more with the uh, you know the wild ultimate strongman feats of strength bits and pieces. Anything you feel like is in the pipelines there, where you now have this capability to be able to start doing more bits and pieces from home? Do you think there's gonna we're gonna be able to get a featurette into that that big space, that big broadcasting service?
1: I don't know yet, to be honest. Um, you know, the fact that we compete at the Arnolds every year is a testament to Dion, head of Strongman Corporation. Um, you know, she's the one that gives us the floor time and the space to do it. And I've always said. I, you know, I can't speak for the whole sport, but me personally would like to see us doing more events alongside the able-bodied. You know, and it, it wouldn't take any more time. You know, in between their events, we could be doing ours. You know, so if anything, the fans are getting you know twice as much for their buck. Um, I, I would really love to see us come together more and, and do stuff like that. Um, if it's going to happen or not, you know, there's a lot of politics and stuff involved within sports. Um, I, I personally would love to see it. Um, I'm in mean, talks with Eddie at the moment, hoping to get a comp at the Arnold's England next year.
0: Yeah, fantastic.
1: Uh, so we're going to try and sort something, something out that way as well. Um, but yeah, I, I would, I would absolutely love to see the able-bodied and disabled come together and do it as one. Yeah. Uh, you know, rather than than have rather than have able-bodied disabled women, we should all be in the same competition, not against each other, but you know you know the men should still be against the men and the women against the women um, but we could all be doing it under one roof together and i think it would make it you know a lot a lot better
0: yeah but and again i think it's it's people need to to also remember that it's it's the it's an entertainment at the end of the day as much yes. as it's sport it is an entertainment and you know as if you've ever had the the pleasure of going to to one of these larger arena shows like a giants live show or, or what have you it's a fucking spectacle it's really really cool it's it's the stage show it's the atmosphere everything is there and i think that i think that idea is very very cool it's like you know you're uniting everyone under one banner you're showing the world from every reach what strongman is about what you can do and you're just there to put on a fucking cool show lift some crazy ass stuff off the floor and put it back down again and just wow everyone you know what i mean i think that's a very cool idea
1: yeah, and I, you know, I'd love to see the the, um, the guys that film it were Ultimate Strongman, aren't they? Yeah, World Ultimate Strongman. Yeah. they're
0: the, the Dubai-based company, aren't they?
1: So, so yeah, we, I, you know, I'd like to That's see the them get involved in the disabled side as well and, and do some. Um, the, the only issues we have in disabled side is some of our records wouldn't look that impressive to people. Um, some of our classifications. So you know, it's not. I'm not against every disabled athlete. I'm in my own
0: classification.
1: Yeah. know, uh, so we've got three or four, even five different classifications in the sport. Um, so some of the, the more severe disabled people, their records would be weights, which people back home would be like, oh, I can lift that. Then they wouldn't understand. Yeah, you could lift that, but this person's really quite disabled, and you're still lifting it. So it's a big feat that but, but the public wouldn't understand that bit
0: uh, yeah I kind of get I get that to an extent but I you know I also think it's it's the case of like especially I think you know when you can see it more visibly when it's something more prevalent um, I think people I don't think people necessarily will will kind of swat it away that much like I think there will definitely still be that that respect there. And especially, yeah. you know, when you see see people like yourself that that are doing these crazy things, that you know, maybe, you know, in terms of the weights that you're pushing, you are actually pushing above and beyond the able-bodied guys. That I think is difficult because, like, that is such a high pedestal. It's that the, then everything else compared to that obviously is going to be a little bit tough. But I think yeah. people yeah. definitely would would understand that, like oh shit, this is, still, this is still impressive for what it is. And I think especially in that competitive environment, like if it's just one person going out and doing a feat of strength, yeah, cool. But if you kind of said, like you said before, it's like if you're running this live competition, it's not like unless you go to a competition you're like, oh wow, he picked up that thing that looks really heavy and he moved it in 10 seconds. And then someone comes along and does it in six. You're like, oh shit, that guy's really strong compared to that yeah. one p- picking up. That heavy implement. Because most people don't know what fucking 300 kilos feels like. Most people (laughs) will never pick up 150 kilos in their fucking life. Let alone put it on their back or run with it or bench press it or pull it off of the floor. Like, Loads of people don't have that. But when people can see it in a competitive environment where it's like, Oh shit, man picked that up 30 times and that guy did it 4 times. That's insane. So I think there's definitely a give and take there. Yeah,
1: um, and I think with with you know we, if if we could educate them right as well, then then they would understand a lot more. Um, and, that, and that's that's no fault of the public, so that they're not educated. Um, because why would they? Uh, I, I mean, I
0: mean, I mean, uh, to uh, yeah, like uh, to an extent, there are but, some but fucking but morons you, out there. Let's you're be not honest.
1: you to know the ins and outs of everyone's disabilities and yeah. how it affects them. Um, so that's where the educational side has to come in a little bit. Um, but, you know, I think we could put on a fantastic show with the able-bodied guys. And, you know, what the able-bodied guys don't have so much, what we have is we have backstories. You know, we're here for a reason because something, you know, we're disabled for a reason because something's happened. And and I think that's a lot more pe- appealing sometimes as well for, for the crowds to, to know a little bit about, about your backstory.
0: Yeah. Well, it's people like, buy into people. Do you know what I mean? He's
1: this, and now he's doing this. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, exactly, and and it gives them that like that point of reference as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, people then <laughs> you kind of don't have a choice but to connect with that person because you can't listen to these stories yeah. and not be you know emotionally involved in it because it's like okay, now I need to see what this person can do. Now I need to see this part of their journey like how far they've come from from where they were and I think that's 100% a 100% a great great point to make and I think now Especially going back and talking about it, obviously not necessarily loads and loads of people will know, but Eddie Hall has now signed an agreement um, with the Arnold Classic to bring the Arnold Classic here to the UK, which is very, 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 very exciting indeed. So the first show is to be, it's around like November time next year, is it not? Yes, it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Exactly, but...
0: Yeah, I remember speaking to Rob Frampton about this before. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's obviously going to be helpful for a lot of athletes over here who now don't necessarily have to travel quite so goddamn far to compete yeah. in an Arnold competition.
1: Well, well, we'll still be going over to see Arnold's in March if if it goes ahead.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: Fingers crossed. In the States, but obviously then at the end of the year then we'll have, you know, the Arnold's back in the UK, which will be an amazing to, to be a part of it.
0: Yeah, 100%. And I think what, as as someone, you know, I think you've been to, to quite a few different shows and bits and pieces yourself. Now <laughs> I know you've competed at pretty much fucking everything that there is under the sun at this stage. <laughs> L- looking back over your list, you're like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, he's he's got him. Oh, yeah, <laughs> he-. <laughs> so, but I think it's it's uh, you can kind of talk about this, especially uh, people that I that I've known the the scene. Uh, I was coached co- and coached by Rob Frampton, who's obviously a legend in the, the, the strongman sport and especially at grassroots level and helping athletes come up through everything. Seeing the love that the UK crowds have for strongman compared to anywhere else in the world is Phenomenal, like I, I know, like compared to the Arnolds, like I think Arnolds is like a different story in and of itself just because of the way that it's set up. But yeah. the shows over here are something else, right? So the Arnolds in November is a very exciting concept,
1: yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, I've always said, you know, the, the crowd in the UK really get behind you, and um, you know, they put a lot of emotion into it themselves. Um, whereas you go to some countries and it'll be like blank faces. <laughs> like, you go to like I don't know one of the uh, Scandinavian
0: countries and they just don't show emotion
1: like, <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> like, a, I've done something wrong <laughs> I've been not impressed or something would
0: you allow like me to pick it up again
1: uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah it is it, it, always special you know doing a competition in, in, in back in your own country especially in England so yeah, well, that will be an awesome
0: event when it happens. Yeah, and I think hopefully as well with the fact that you know Eddie's got uh, kind of a, a finger in this one as well, yeah. it's going to be nice to see obviously him coming from his background interacting with fantastic athletes like yourself. The the political sway that he will hopefully be able to have about some of some of the, these things that we feel as athletes that that should be highlighted a little bit more. Um, So I think that's very, very interesting, obviously, in the sense, you know, kind of what you're saying there, moving things forward and kind of getting you guys uh, a kind of a a bigger seat at the table, I think is, is, it's growing ever closer. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think this is, this now doesn't seem like something that's like an impossible journey, like it maybe was 10 years ago. I think now with the traction that, that, that we've got, do you know what I mean? Like, I think you guys are pretty, pretty close to breaking that barrier.
1: We, we, you know, we, we are getting there. There's, there's still not a lot of money in, in the disabled side of the sport. A lot of it's still self-funded. Yeah. Uh, or you take private sponsors on, which, well, that's hard enough as it is. Yeah. Try, trying to find them through lockdown as well is absolutely crazy. Um, yeah. You know, a nutrition company, they went bust because uh, of lockdown. So, <sighs> and I was like, oh, what do I do? Um, and no one wants to sponsor you in the middle of the lockdown when nobody's doing anything. <laughs> um but 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 yeah, we we've got some pretty major sponsors in for the sport now, so we 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 are getting there. We're having some of the events where we've only had to pay for flights, and they've paid for the hotel, the food, everything like that, which is pretty cool. Um, so it's definitely moving in the right direction. But but yeah, every every time I go to an event or or anything like that where the able bodied are there, I always go around and say hello to them all, just get my face in front of them, get my face in front of. of, of the strongman corporation guys, everyone, just to say, you know, we're here. We, this is what we're doing, um, just to get a little bit more exposure. And I think the more exposure we can we can push, then we we will get up there on that plateau.
0: Yeah, I love that. It's 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 such a all for one kind of mentality. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. it, it, it is for the just for the greater good of the sport. Like I love yeah. that. I think um, yeah, I, I think that, that that's really really commendable because I think you know no matter all, no matter what sport you're in and again i think i think strength sports in themselves considering the kind of like alpha mentality that it kind of demands there are there is such a higher ratio of like super humble guys that have like no egos whatsoever compared to like you know lots of these other sports where it's just fucking egotistical maniacs running about the place but i think then coming across into your side of things as well you know it's almost eradicated like the humbleness has been kind of hammered into you through what you've had to go through i think you know i mean you could probably talk on that and obviously don't let me speak for you but obviously when you have to go through through that trauma that probably really gives you a big fucking slap across the face for for, for you to kind of take a step back into yourself to them when you're in this environment where you know that there is like this potential for egos and whatever you're like Oh, what the fuck? There's yeah. no need for this.
1: It, it, it is crazy. Um, and, and, you know, so some of you guys won't know that I got blown up by a suicide bomber in Afghanistan. Um, and, and really what happened to me has made me such a better person than I was before. And I don't think I was an arsehole before. Um, but but it really has opened my eyes to a lot of things and made me made, made me see them clearly um and and, you know it it, you you can spend your life as an arsehole and but then you're always going to be known as an arsehole and no one's going to want to talk to you or or work with you or do anything with you um so you you know just just be polite nice courteous and 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 everything else will fall into place um you know there's there's no point in in being being a dick <laughs> you know there really isn't because it doesn't get you anywhere um you know i know you see some of the able-bodied guys doing it on camera a bit but i'm telling you it's for the camera because <laughs> they are nice guys they are down to earth nice nice guys um and yeah it's, it's just you know i don't think there's a there's a spot for for, for asses in in certainly not in the disabled side of the sport
0: yeah yeah a hundred percent i can you can you you can definitely see that you can definitely see that now it's interesting you kind of wrapped up like that as well because i i like i love to end the podcast in the same way with everyone um and i want you for a second to to imagine and i think this is this can be quite interesting from your side of things you imagine you're taking uh a step into a time machine you're going back in time and you're getting to to visit your younger self uh so maybe 10 11 12 years of age you've got your whole life to go through, everything that's happened to you up until now, you know all about it and you get to share a few moments with your younger self, give them a mantra to live by, some wisdom, some knowledge, some information that's gonna help them get through, You know, not necessarily physically, everything that's gonna be thrown at you, but like mentally prepare you for everything to come. How are you gonna help yourself get from where they were now to to the man that you have become now with your views and opinions and your strength?
1: Oh, could have asked me a bloody easy question. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that's, that's a tough one. Um, you, you... I, probably I probably go back to when I was a teenager. To be honest, I was a, I was a bit of a bit of an arse. I wasn't a very nice person as a teenager, which I'm sure lots of people are not as teenagers. Um, uh, but I did things I was I'm not, not proud of, um, and I think. I'd go back to that stage and say, you know, just wise up a bit and, and get your head screwed on. Um, the, the easy answer to the question would have been before I got blown up, but yeah. I wouldn't change the fact that I got blown up. Um, I am the person I am today because of that. So, I, I all, you know, I get I get asked a lot of time, you know, if you could go back, would you change it? I wouldn't. Um, you know, I really wouldn't. I am who I am now because of what's happened to me in my past. Um so yeah, it would it would have to be when I was a teenager and being an ass.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's amazing, man. That it's it, I was really, really, really fascinated to to kind of hear what what you were gonna kind of approach with this because I think, like you said, there there is there is that kind of that easy option to kind of you know go go yeah. back and, and not do it the way that, that it has been done. But and I, I know people I know people hate <sighs> this saying in the sense of the like everything happens for a reason. And like, I, there is a, a whole load of shit out there that is dreadful, and it feels completely inexplainable and unfair. But I think you know you have gone to prove and what you've just said there. You know you are who you are today. You've you kind of been forced down that path. Like you, <laughs> your your hand has has kind of been been swayed in that way, but. The fact that you don't regret that and you embrace that and you understand that maybe you kind of to an extent had to go through that journey to break off the shackles of that kind of all that shit you used to think was important that, that really isn't. And now you understand in and of yourself what... Truly, life is about and what makes you truly happy, and what brings you true joy and love, and in whatever that is, whether it's weightlifting or being with your partner or your kids or whoever it is. And I think it's very, very interesting that, that you've come from that that position.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, you know, it, it is. It would have been an easy choice to to say go back and not get blown up, but um, you know, I've, I've always said that. Since being blown up, I, I have had more opportunities to do things than I've ever had in my life. And that's not because I'm disabled, it's probably because I'm less of an ass, <laughs> 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 to be honest. So people actually want to give me the opportunity and stuff to do things. Yeah. Um, I, 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 you know, I, I really have I've been very fortunate. Um, I've been very fortunate, you know, to survive what I survived, I shouldn't have. Um, you know the doctors gave me 10% chance of coming out of my coma. Um, you know I really I really shouldn't have been here. you know I've, I still struggle with a lot of problems now from it all. Um, but, but I did survive and because I survived I've now thrived. And yeah, I just, I, you know I, I love life, I love what I'm doing. I get to spend more time with my family, more time doing strong man. It's all good.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. A hundred percent. You've uh, you've you've made something quite incredible out of something that that cripples and destroys a lot of people. And I think that there is almost a power in that in and of itself. To, to kind of that is a testament to, to you and your mental strength and your attitude and, and kind of how you've kind of come about this. I think it is fucking amazing. And I, you know what I sit here and for a second, I don't doubt that there's going to be a 600 in there. I don't doubt that there's still, there's still some freaky, crazy things that you're going to be doing in the next couple of years, man. And I'm for one, I'm really excited to see uh, not just how you can push your own boundaries, but again, how you as an individual can also help to, to, to grow uh, grow the disabled strongman scene and continue to, to do amazing things and inspire more people. And uh, yeah, man, well, we're all 100% behind you, dude. It's very, very exciting times.
1: Cheers. Appreciate it, man.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show, brother. Cheers, mate. Thanks for having me.